Let's give them something to talk about. I see the energy running out. I got a planet to run around. Okay, okay. You ain't do nothing but run your mouth. No, I don't want to be humble now. You doubted me, nothing to talk about. Getting fancy with the opening. Yeah. Smooth. We'll see if that works. <laughs> I think it worked. I think it worked. Yeah. I was going to pull it up on YouTube to see if it was on YouTube and we were actually live and working. Make sure our audio is working on point this time. Yeah. Somewhere. You know what I can do is I'll pull it up on YouTube. Uh, PRs all day. Hey, good morning, everybody. I'm going to talk about a few things. Competitions. Uh, Spent the day at a local comp down at Standard Strength, the Wadtoberfest. We had a lot of members. Our yeah. A lot of members there competing, and a lot of members competing up north mm-hmm. at uh, Festivus at the uh, Petaluma CrossFit Sabup. Those guys are awesome for doing that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I had the opportunity the day before that on Friday to visit with I called the CEO hat trick. Yeah, <laughs> um, which is cool. Not a lot of people got that. No, that's a that's a unique uh, experience there, right? Yeah, we're up, so we're up and live on on YouTube. So I'm assuming our voices are coming across. I did check. I think our voices is working out good. All right, good. All right. Um, but then, uh, yeah, so I had a chance to talk to Don Fall, Dave Castro, um, and then spent the rest of the afternoon out on the beach with uh, talking with the People's CEO, <laughs> Savan Matasian. Uh, so Savon runs the Savon podcast. If you haven't watched it, um, it, it's, it's pretty awesome. Guys done a tremendous amount for CrossFit. Um, so we'll talk about that a little bit. And then, uh, I do want to talk about, do want to touch on grace cause mm-hmm. we're doing that at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, uh, I, I got a couple cool, cool, couple cool stories we can talk about, but, uh, one is about Kim Decky real, the blind CrossFitter. Yeah. That's incredible story. Incredible story. But we, we need to touch on that. We'll yeah. talk about, and I want to talk about Christia Ramos, mm-hmm. uh, marathon that she did after the games, which is remarkable. Um, just to give you some perspective on does CrossFit work. So I think it does. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty convinced at this point, 16 years in. Yeah. Right. I, I've got enough proof now. <laughs> I think. Well, you're a, still making gains in progress. Well, right? I had a I had a good workout on Sunday. It was kind of in my wheelhouse. Um, I had a good workout on Sunday with the Masters. Yeah, how was that chipper? No, it was good. I finished first by <laughs> by a minute. I'm gonna put it out there to all the Masters that were in that class. I beat you all by a minute. <laughs> no Even my wife, who was really pissed off, oh, she actually she says, "Oh, oh it's great at the end because she goes, did you do all sixty calories? <laughs> did you do sixty calories on the run? <laughs> yes, I did.' And, and then I'm like, oh shit, did I? And I went over and checked the road. That's the worst thought. Like you I, start questioning, like, oh, wait a yeah, minute. No, I rarely beat Yvonne these days. But that again was in my wheelhouse. Like yeah. I'm gonna get her on the road. That yeah. at that distance, if it was like twenty, if, if it was twenty calories for me and fifteen for her, she that's enough for her to yeah. make up the difference. A little closer. But but fifty sixties not enough. Yeah. For, it's a different it's a different level of intensity right you don't yeah, push a, the same and i've just got i've got a the row thing is a for some reason or other my body mechanics my height um weight however it's distributed <laughs> rowing is not that bad like i got off the rower was and i was a minute ahead of everybody off the rower and and i was comfortable got great levers for rowing got great levers <laughs> for rowing and i'm going to take advantage of it so as you should yeah and then farmer it ended with farmer carry and all i knew was if i got to the farmer carries first, first you're gonna get i was gonna be okay and that's yeah. oh let's just get to the damn farm and everybody who started catching me on the box jump overs <laughs> I was so go, were you stressing out oh yeah i got a little panicky <laughs> yeah anyway so that's enough about my work i didn't i didn't we, we're not doing an hour podcast or yeah. 30 minute podcast talking about my workout um but uh the competition so on saturday we spent mm-hmm. the day um, down watching our athletes compete at the standard strength competition and um with the, the while it was awesome watching our athletes compete our rx plus athletes compete and they did well kendra took first place in her yeah. division which was really cool awesome jackson took second place second place against a a tough legit. crew of athletes legit yeah. crew of athletes yeah. the guy that took first place was a syndicate semifinalist yeah, yeah. he was semifinalist yeah. last year so he moved he had moved on and was trying for the games last year so, and he was legit mm-hmm. um but um, what really, really impressed me was uh, Candace, who came down. Yeah, and w- first competition, first competition. Uh, Corey talked her into it. Ah, uh, okay. And she came. Mm. She had no idea what to expect. And so I put a note in my email this week about um, competing at your first comp. And the other people that competed, we had 
simultaneously, but six or seven athletes competing. Yeah. Up it's, at, where was it? CrossFit. Uh, uh, Savup. Savup. In, in Petaluma. Yeah, Petaluma. The, it, the Festivus Games. Yeah, it's it's wild. It's it's like we've seen a lot more competitions starting to come yep. back. Yep. And when we get to a point where we're seeing multiple comps in the same weekend, it's it's kind of like a flash from the old days. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. It's too, uh, this, I think I posted that. It's 2012 all over <laughs> yeah. again. Like literally the tents, the things, everything. Which one are you doing this weekend? Right. And it was really, it was, I, I said, I think I said something. Dave Castro came down to the, to the one in at the Petalum or not in, in San Oh, Jose. so he did end up showing up? Yeah, he showed up. Okay. And it was, and it was, I was thinking, it was like, here we are again. Like, yeah. It was two, two thought he would show up to the comps in those yeah. days or we'd, you know, be at the regionals or something, the sectionals or something. And I don't know, it just, it, it, not much has changed. So that in mind, keeping that in mind as all of these new comps are coming up, people are going to get, people are going to see other people doing it. Mm-hmm. You're going to see people on the internet doing it, social media, and you're going to want to do it yourself. People, and, and I would, I would encourage people to, to, to try it because it is a lot of fun. You meet a lot of CrossFitters. It's a lot of fun, but I mean, in, in the essence of CrossFit, it's putting yourself out there. Right. And, you know, not being afraid to fail. And, and a lot of people get really, you know, concerned or scared when they do that because it's such a it can be such an undertaking if you're not familiar with it right so the question is um what in terms of doing one of these comps i think a lot of people um uh don't understand how they work when you go yeah um and what to prepare for Mm -hmm. how to prepare for it and then how to you know stuff to do while you're there Mm -hmm. so that you don't have a miserable time you have a fun time yeah and so I put kind of some basic things. So if it's your first time, and I, and I think no matter how good you are, if it's your first comp and they have a scale division, do the scale division. It's a good practice run. If even like not a practice run, but it's a good way just to break the ice. Yes. Right. Like get, get some exposure, get some experience. Like what does the day look like? Cause it's not just a standard. It's not, you're not going to do a couple of workouts. You're no. there all freaking day. Yeah. You're working out, you're sitting, waiting, working out, sitting, waiting. Or you're watching. Yeah. Right. And and if you're competing, this is something that I always try to recommend my athletes is, you know, go watch a little bit, but don't get so caught up watching your friends. I mean, it's fun to support and and be there to cheer on your friends. But at the same time, if you are competing, you got to be time. You got to be manage your time. Well, to give you some perspective on that, if I go all day and I'm watching and compete and watching, coaching, shouting and yelling, Mm -hmm. I come home, I'm exhausted and and I'm not doing workouts No, because it is demanding. Yeah. And you're on feet, the the energy that's going through. Yeah. Um, So so if you're choosing a comp, just evaluate the workouts that they have. Most comps now that publish, I think almost all comps now they publish the workouts before they, before they, um, they post the or when they post the event so you get a chance to see what the workouts are and i would say if you're new to it make sure they have a scale division yeah make sure they have a scale division and get a rehearsal round of the events right don't just don't just figure it out day of competition like if if they're giving you the programming ahead of time like use that as an advantage just to get some experience even if it's like doing half the workout yeah um you know just be prepared. Right. And, and the, the, a good way to do that is, like Jamie said, do part of the workouts and then also just show the workouts to an experienced competitor or mm-hmm. one of the coaches. Coaches, yeah. Yeah, at your, at your box or here at Diablo. Just yeah. sh- show it to them and say, what are your thoughts? How should I approach this? Mm-hmm. And, and there's um, be, even the sequence of workouts um, may determine how you execute those workouts. Yeah. Right. So if you've got strategy a, wise, strategy wise, yeah. right. Well, you know, you know, if you, you don't want to go all out, if your first one's a friend, you may not want to, you know, try and PR your friend. If the next workout is a, you know, 5k row, Yeah, right? <laughs> you know, get that you got to do a little bit later. So there's ways to, to approach all of the workouts that'll make it a better experience and better performance for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the, one of the things I think people forget is you're you're going all day and i always i always said and i actually put that in my email it's like going to the going to a comp competing is like going to the beach but you <laughs> there's no relaxing and, no. and it's not as much fun <laughs> no and yeah i mean <laughs> it's a really good way to put it yeah. um i think like when you are doing a comp too like yeah. you know 
pack, like you said, like you're going to the beach. Going Don't to the forget beach. your chairs. Yep. Get some ground cover because you're going to want to lay down. You're going to want to be horizontal. Yeah. You're going right? to want to be, figure out where you're going to be in the shade. Yeah. Sh yeah. Cover. Oh, cover yeah, is these huge. Guys, they, they, the, most of these gyms are small gyms. They put you outside. Yeah. And you want some sort of uh, shade. Yeah. And warm, warm clothes. That's the other thing people forget. Mm -hmm. Warm clothes, a towel. Yeah. Cause when you finish a workout, you're sweaty, you're oh, hot, yeah. and then you're going to go sit down. I mean, obviously you want to go through a cool down phase, but once you sit down, and wait for your next event whether it's an hour or two hours like you're gonna want to be comfortable or and, and even in a place where you can close your eyes yeah right? oh like, yeah let your sensory just oh, that chill. was one of the things that we we got good at was yeah. we bring the cots so that yes. athletes could just take a nap and or like, even just ground cover right yeah, i mean just, like, oh yeah like ground covers that, that's it, so crucial that's the one thing we see affiliates we bring all our tents we bring our ground cover. all yeah. these affiliates bring their tents and they're all prepared and they have nobody no ground, brings ground cover. no one brings ground cover. what are you gonna roll out and mobilize on concrete <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So yeah, we get ground cover, bring, make sure you bring that. And then, and then the other thing too, that and our athletes are pretty good about this is bring mobility tools, bring a foam roller, bring the bands, bring up PVC, those types of things. You look like you're carrying all the crap in, you know, like I said, you look like you're going to the beach, mm -hmm. but man, all that stuff, you'll use all of that stuff. Yeah. And not to forget food. Yeah. Right. Cause if you are there all day, who knows what the comp is providing? Like there right. might be a food truck or something. But you still want to prepare, like, I mean, just like you would in the gym. Yeah. Practice what you play. Yeah. You fuel up, you, re you replenish after a workout. You want to do something similar and you want to have oh, yeah. something that's going to be cool on your stomach. Yeah, I would, and, and that's an important point is having food and drink that you're used to already eating. Yeah, don't try anything new. You don't want new stuff when you go down yeah. there. Never try something new on game day. No, Rehearse it beforehand. Yeah, there's a taco truck. There's a uh, woman making... Um, tacos out there and they yeah. look they look phenomenal it looked good yeah but man <laughs> that's one of those things for you who knows how it's gonna go yeah who knows how, exactly. <laughs> you got a bunch of wall balls coming up you gotta sit on that bike Let's right see how your tummy handles. although i did notice like she was making but she had the big tub of old vegetable oil like oh no kind of i didn't oil. see that yeah, she was using it with, she was using seed oil which is you know <sighs> i get it so anyway so the other thing too is uh is make sure you have the schedule available or have the link on your phone so that you can see when you're going to go so mm -hmm. that you can be on time. There's nothing worse than panicking, finding out that your yeah. heat's starting in 30 seconds yeah. and you're not there. Yeah. Running to your event oh. is not a warm up. Oh, I've done that <laughs> at NorCal Masters. I, I, I probably did. I think we've all done that at once or twice. Oh, like it it's, is the worst. It's not ideal. Having anxiety about when you're going is just the worst. Yeah. And then if you're going to go get recruit people to go with you, yeah. like it's way more fun. Like the, the, down there at the, at that standard strength was really cool. Having yeah. to eight to 10 people and then all their family and friends. It's really awesome. It's, it's like a, it's just such a fun experience. Yeah. Like it felt very um, nostalgic. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. No, like no, going, going no back course, into going it. Going back to the days when we were hanging yeah. out. We just need some more up here in the Bay. So we don't always have to drive down to Santa Jose, yeah. <laughs> Santa Clara, Santa Cruz. I know. We need people up here in the East Bay. Monterey. Um, and then, uh, and then if you're thinking about hosting a comp, because yeah. there's, there's some affiliates that listen to this podcast and, 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 you know, we have strong opinions about it because we, at one point in time for about probably four or five years, we yeah. were doing three to four comps. We were hosting, Diablo was mm -hmm. hosting three to four comps, big comps a too. year, big comps. Yeah. And we learned a lot from that experience. And the other thing is uh, um, we were supplying equipment mm -hmm. to other comps. And so we were helping them with their equipment needs. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Not only were we personally hosting and running and programming yeah. them, but we were also facilitating other comps like yeah. Moxie Madness, where we right. would bring equipment yes, down. That's right. um, Consulting with them. Sacktown Throwdown. Yeah, Sacktown Throwdown. So that said, and it's not it's not the point, Brag, but it's in terms of helping organize one of the things we've learned particularly jamie lee has learned is um how to run an organized well-run um test of fitness mm -hmm. that is entertaining for the fans a great experience for the athlete and minimal equipment and organization and judging um needs for the for the host like those three things uh, reducing the amount of equipment you have reducing the amount of staff that you need mm -hmm. um, reducing the amount of judgment calls that you need yep 
right? And then making it something for the fans easy to understand and follow. Those are some components that are like minimum standards. You hit those things mm-hmm. and you've nailed a great comp. If yeah. you get, we've seen comps get out of control where there's oh, way man. too much equipment, you know, different loads for every age group or, you know, every category, different movements. Mm-hmm. They try and put in too many um, pieces of uh, equipment, which just creates chaos in yeah. terms of organization before and after. Um, so yeah, th- it's... Th- those are some things to think about. I, I think I, ha- I had a list here. Um, and, and just validate for the, first of all, you know, start planning early and then, and then yeah. check your insurance. You might need a rider and then keep it simple. Um, I said three primary events in a finale. I like that. Cause then, cause then, I mean, with any of these comps, logistics is everything, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, equipment, judging, like the, the less places of an error for an error to happen yeah. makes a smoother comp. That's right. If you're trying to get too creative and you know, it, it's fun being creative. And that's, yeah. that's my favorite part about these comps is you, you're, you're providing an experience and that experience should be creative. Otherwise it's not fun. Right. right? So you have to really run through all kinds of different um, scenarios. You know, is, is this movement going to be judge friendly for somebody that may not have the most judging experience? Cause you know, that's one of the big things is, right. you know, a lot of these people are volunteering their time and it's really hard to, you know, hold them to that standard if they just flat out don't get it because it's too complex. Right. Right. So making the movements easy, um, you know, minimizing some of the loads. Right. By using complexes, right? Like just like last year's um, in the semifinals, it was the, the the clean and jerk complex, right? Right. We didn't see the same weight that we would see if it was a one rep max clean and jerk, but because right. we went into a complex, now from a local comp standpoint, like that makes it easier because you don't have to provide and set up so much equipment. That's right. Right. And if you got heats of ten, you don't need three hundred and fifty pounds, three hundred and sixty pounds, because you might have somebody that lifts that weight. But if you minimize it by adding more reps to it, more volume to that complex, you don't need as much weight. Yeah, and take it one step further if you want to make it even, maybe even simpler so that you don't, there's no change out of equipment is you have a ladder. Yep. Right. Uh, uh, and even better, a ladder of a complex. Exactly. Right. So you can have three, four barbells only. Yep. And they're already all set up. And then they just go from one barbell to the next barbell to yep. the next barbell. And it's so much easier for a judge from that end. Oh, Cause yeah. you know, a judge should be judging in a lot oh, of times, that's right? Not adding up weights, not adding up weights. And, and that's something that I think that gets kind of screwy with some of the comps is like, if we have a platform with all these weights, like where are the weights? Right. Like, one's rolling that way. Or, oh, you know, yeah. it's, it's just keeping it clean right makes it flow so well, then, much better and the other thing is too is not every athlete has the same exact weights they're all exactly yeah. all, oh, i've been in those before right yeah where they weights look different or there's metal plates versus bumper or, plates or you got pounds and kilos pounds mixed together and kilos mixed together don't do that yeah don't, yeah. <laughs> don't do that right so so you go from where you want to do a strength test to now it's a you do it Math as a equation well i know but you but but you take a strength test where it sounds like it's a really simple event when you now you turn it into a complex yeah with fixed barbells and mm-hmm. boom you're just like it's so much easier the flow of that particular event will go so much smoother yeah. which like we said experience is everything and if well, you have a good experience because it's flowing nicely yes you're going to want to come back well, to here's it next the, year here's the other thing as a fan yeah. Yeah. Right. So it's hard to tell, you know, one of the things that happens when they do these loaded mm-hmm. tests is like, how much does he have in the bar? Yeah. I don't know. I think he's got 225. I think he's got 235. Yep. And then the athletes can't even figure out what each other has yep. so that they can make determinations as well. Yep. And so if you have a complex or, or with a, l- a, ladder, a ladder, if you have a ladder, barbells. right. All, all the, all the judges has to do is count reps. And then the fans, all they have to do is see how far yep. someone gets and how many reps they do of the last barbell. Like yep. it's, super simple and it's way more fun yeah. for the fans it's too. it's like back when i mean original regionals right when we had like the remember the thruster ladder yeah where it's like you just keep moving on to the next yeah. station and it's like your goal is to get to that platform because if you get to that platform and you hit it you beat everybody else because That's you right. saw who made it past that and how many reps they might have done exactly it makes it so much easier to game oh, from yeah. an athlete's perspective sure. so um, workouts, the, another put one I put on here, one limit the program. We talked about that complex workouts, mm-hmm. create difficult setup, judging and viewing problems. 
then um, workouts for time yes. are much more fun to watch. But one of the things I've seen comps do is they forget to put a time cap on them. Yeah. So, or so an AMRAP, testing it especially. Right. Well, or testing it yeah. really well ahead of time, like testing yeah. with multiple people testing yes. the workout. But, but four-time workouts are cool because as a fan, you're watching it and you can see who's finishing first, who's finishing second. You can mm -hmm. tell when people are getting close to the end of the workout. AMRAPs are competitions like AMRAPs because they can keep a fixed schedule. Mm -hmm. This thing's going to be done in 10 minutes. We're going to have a five-minute break. We're going to go on to the next workout, right? But AMRAPs make it difficult for the fans to kind of determine who's where. Who's where, yeah. Yeah, and and so it, that's a fine balance. Sometimes it's, it, you know, it, just by looking at it, you can make some tweaks and changes and put mm -hmm. in a nice four-time workout that, mm -hmm. that gives the fans a fun experience. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like, if you are to do an AMRAP, you know, set it, setting it up with like, you know, after you finish a round, move a cone, right? Move, oh, yeah. have, have something that shows maybe what round you're on. Yes. Right. Um, but at the same time, even doing a workout that has a time cap, in some cases, it just turns into an AMRAP. Yeah. As long as you have yeah. a good time cap, sure. that's, you know, reasonable. Yeah. So I watched the down at Standard Strength. There was the wall ball and C2 bike mm -hmm. one. Great workout. Really cool workout how mm -hmm. they did it. But you, so the two athletes that are going head to head, Jackson and I've, Raphael Ruff and Raphael yeah. were going head to head and they were yeah. you know the first and second male in the whole event yeah N neither of them had any idea where they were in the race where they were in the yeah. race the fans had no idea where yeah. they were in the race all we were doing is just watching them do wall balls and ride bike mm -hmm. which look it's exciting to see that and see yeah. them pushing themselves but how much cooler would it have been if we'd figured out you know had a way to know how many reps they'd done mm -hmm. or were doing mm -hmm. um and or you know, some sort of screen that showed it or you know. well, remember when um they did the half marathon on the rower? Yes. And they showed and it. They, had, on the they had a camera or the this the, the all the rowing boats. Yeah. Like it so doesn't have it doesn't have to be super cool. It can be something very basic. Oh, yeah, yeah. As long as you have an idea of no, where we, people are going. Grid league, we had the we had the counter, the bar yep. that went across and showed who had more reps. Now, granted, comp, local comps aren't going to be able to do no. that. But you could still set up like a cone and have some form of like moving, right? Yeah, that's right. Um, the, uh, you, oh yeah, these, these, if you're hosting a comp, like make judging mm -hmm. easy, right? Kettlebells, swings, and pushups, by the way, they're just right there. Like the, <laughs> you're, you're torturing your judges, you're torturing the fans <laughs> and you're torturing the athletes who are watching the other athletes yeah. do the reps. <laughs> yeah. Like, like a, that's why burpees over a bar are so much better. Right, because it's you're just jumping over standard, bar. straightforward. Well, well, clearly, like you're, just, you're not <laughs> stepping over the bar, but but things like that, or you yeah. know, where it's easy to see and easy to judge. Yeah, but just a, a one more basic one: if you're hosting a comp, you cannot have enough bathrooms and enough coffee. Yes, please. If you're hosting a local comp. Make sure that you have lots of porta potties, and if you have a lot of coffee, make sure you got a lot of bathrooms. Yeah, yeah, but have <laughs> have coffee there because yes. the fans want coffee. You can sell coffee. The, the coffee you could probably end up paying for the bathrooms with, mm -hmm. the, with the selling selling yeah. the coffee. Figure yeah. out how to get big. Have someone in your gym get a big filter maker, make it in the morning, early in the morning. Have yeah. it there in a big bin. Sell coffee. Yeah, you know, in in, in thinking about that, like. And as a competitor, like back, you know, regionals or even the games, like they have all the bathrooms there. And it's like right before you're going up to stage, everybody's going to the bathroom. And if you're limited on how much porta potties you have, you could be setting yourself up for a little bit of a disaster. Oh, yeah. And keep those damn things on time. Standard yes. strength did a great job. But most, yeah, they did really do a good actually, job. Most there. local comps I've been to recently have been doing a really good job. Yeah. Keep, you want to finish early, if anything. Yeah. Um, it's, there's nothing more frustrating when they get behind. Yeah. Um, so shout out to uh, Standard Strength, mm -hmm. Mike Olivas, uh, pool boy who, uh, yeah. um, who, who was the MC and hosted it, and Kaleo, the owner of the gym down there. You guys did a great job. Thank yeah. you for having us down there. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, so uh, the day before, um, I had an opportunity to meet with uh, Don. Yeah, Don Fall, the new CrossFit CEO. Dave Castro mm -hmm. had put it together, and he was there. Yeah. And then uh, that afternoon, I well, I texted Savon. Um, who hosts the Savon podcast. I've known him for, well, we've known him for 16 years. As yeah. long as Diablo has been open, we've known him because he's, he's from this area. And uh, so that was fun to, to spend some time with both of those guys. Um, Don, uh, the, the, the Don and 
Dave meeting for me was really reassuring. Don's a great guy. Mm-hmm. He's it, you know, I don't know if this is going to come off sexist or whatever, but he's a guy's guy, right? So mm-hmm. he's, you know, ex-military, um, and an, an athlete, um, and a, an avid CrossFitter. Um, he's passionate about CrossFit. He's clearly very high, highly educated, um, tremendous work experience at uh, Facebook. And then most recently at Athos where he was working on sport tech. So he knows and understands this space. Mm-hmm. He asked me really good questions. So son of a bitch knows, knows how to, <laughs> knew how to, how to navigate. Oh, you. He, he knew how to take control of that meeting. Cause I, you know, I had a whole list of stuff that I wanted to talk about and he kind of took control of the meeting, but he didn't ask the obvious questions like, okay, Craig, you know, how can we help you? You know, that would have been yeah, just a, that's, that's a waste of time. Really. Well, yeah, it is. It's kind of, it's kind of one of those classic questions. Yeah. Um, and I, but I did have a list of, of discussion topics related to that, but instead he asked a question was, you know, based upon what you've already heard people telling us that we should do and what we said we were going to do, you know, what don't you like about it? And what do you think we should not do? And I was like, Oh damn it. I had to think backwards. I got literally disrupted <laughs> my thinking. It. Oh, it really disrupted my thinking, but it was really good. We, and he asked a couple of questions similar to that, that just kind of changed the way I thought about things. Um, one of the, the thing, my takeaways are the big one that I, that I took from the meeting. Cause I watched kind of the body language, everything else. Mm-hmm. Um, he and Dave are very close and they get along very well. And That's he, good. and he trusts Dave. And it appears to me that Dave is um, somewhat of a right-hand man for him, which is very good because Dave brings the spirit of CrossFit, the philosophy of CrossFit, the methodology, um, the affiliates, um, his massive understanding of the games, obviously. But he brings all of that history of CrossFit um, with him and um, is passionate. And Dave's passionate about it. Dave doesn't hold back. He's not afraid to give his opinion to anyone. He's not afraid. Dave's not afraid to get him fired, obviously. No. <laughs> and he'll keep it honest too. He's yeah. not going to sugarcoat anything. No, he won't. Um, and he, we had a couple points in the, in the meeting where he, he did, he challenged what I said. Um, and so that was that, that gave me a lot of confidence. Okay. So Don has good people you know, whispering in his ear. Um, and he said that uh, one of the things that we talked about was the brand. And I said, there's a number of affiliates, there's a number of people that have said the brand, the brand needs to be more inclusive and uh, maybe even softer in order to um, not scare people into joining CrossFit. And I disagree with that myself. Um, and I told him, I said that that's something I, I think it's important that CrossFit remain the training methodology for the tip of the spear. Mm-hmm. The elite athletes elite military, special forces, first responders. Those where their life depends on their fitness, right? That's where, well, that's right. Life depends on fitness, but that's where how CrossFit got its roots. Yep. That's how it got its start. Those were the people that were doing it mm-hmm. because they knew it worked for them. Mm-hmm. And what happens is, is that people look up to that and say, huh, I wonder what the best of the best are doing. What's their training methodology? Because obviously, if you know if the best of the best are doing it, it works. So I'm going to do it too. And it literally, that's what brought me into it. And it brought a lot of people into it. As long as if it's the choice of the best, it's probably the choice, the right choice for everyone. Mm -hmm. And we agreed that, yes, we can, we should. And he added to that, but we will tell the stories in the affiliates of how inclusive the affiliates are and how we make it um, easy for everyone to begin their journey with CrossFit, Mm -hmm. even though it is hard hard yeah as it should be as it should be um so that's that was that that just gave me a lot of um warm and fuzzies if you will so and and crossfit media is dedicated to um is committed to telling amazing stories i think they they don't have a media director yet but i Mm -hmm. think they're probably going to buy a higher one in the near future yeah but they want to tell the stories that are happening in the affiliates and that's cool um the he does I got a sense from the whole conversation that he's putting affiliates first and, uh, and that he recognized the importance of, you know, the affiliates to providing fans for the CrossFit games, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, participants in the certification training certifications. Mm -hmm. Um, and that was one thing I talked about. I said, you really need to, I'd, I'd like to see from a media perspective, CrossFit elevate the significance of the, training programs we, not just to, to crossfitters but to the to the world yeah 
I believe the L1, L2, L3, and L4 should be the most desired fitness training certification in the world. Mm -hmm. And they can get there. Mm -hmm. And I think they were well on their way, especially after uh, winning the battle against the NSCA. NSCA, It was trying to really kind of sink them. Did you ask him about that by any chance? No, I didn't. I I, I pushed out. (laughs) Really want to know what's going on. I know. I want to know what happened. So they settled with the NSCA. So you guys can Google and look it up because if we get into that discussion, we'll be here. That's a long, that could be a whole podcast. That could be a whole podcast. (laughs) But um, I, you know, I'd like to see us usurp the the Mm -hmm. authority of the NSCA and become the preeminent um, program in the world, certification program in the world. And so he's, he's, and he understands that, recognizes that. And then one of the things I talked about, and these are ideas from that I've taken from my conversation with other affiliate owners, is we've got to match people that are in need with people that want to want to help. Yeah. So for example, uh, CrossFit affiliate owners that are in need of um, coaches with coaches that are in need of jobs. Mm-hmm. And Facebook groups suck. They, they really do. They end up turning into dumpster fires, right? With yeah. commentary. There's got to be a way. And I said, they, someone's got to figure out an app or, a, you know, a, well, there's probably already one out there where we can connect CrossFit affiliate owners in need, for example, with coaches, coaches. that need jobs, right? Because so, mm-hmm. there's it's really hard to hire CrossFit coaches for a lot of affiliates. And then the other one is um, CrossFit affiliate owners that maybe want out. Like they've been in it six, seven years. They're burned out. They want to sell their affiliate. They want to move on. They've got, you know, other opportunities in their lives. Mm-hmm. How to connect those people with um people that want into crossfit and maybe you're interested in acquiring crossfits mm-hmm. affiliates because there's a lot of people that are that are genuinely interested in acquiring or taking over yeah. affiliates to help smooth that transition but p- affiliate owners are reluctant to put their name out there because they don't want people to know they're going to sell or they're going to be out of their affiliate so there's got to be a way to bring those two together too and and and, and they they seem to like don seemed to like that idea um so they're going to work on that my so- do you, yeah. do you foresee the CrossFit wanting to kind of, I mean, they've already got a platform, but like actually creating a platform, like a social platform. Um, I don't want to say like a Facebook, so, but so, like, so Don Don has that experience and, and maybe that's what's needed. I, yeah. you know, because it, it, remarkably with all of the media that's out there, we still can't bring, we're still missing holes. There's still go. a lot of holes missing. Yeah. yeah. And it's, and it, you know, I, I think it looks my, my myself, I, I I said I think it looks like, for example, you know, that it you go to a you go to a message board and or you're you're in you're you're in need of a mentor or you have a question about something, mm-hmm. and you click on okay, um, lease questions or lease experts, and then there's a mm-hmm. list of maybe 15, 20, 30 names who are ex or who have experience in leases. Yeah. For example, Diablo CrossFit, Craig Howard might be one of those people you click on and then you can connect directly with them. Yeah. Because the problem is with most groups, if I went out there and I said, I'm having, I go into a Facebook group, affiliate owner, Facebook group, and I'm going having lease problems. I've got a five year lease and the landlord wants a personal guarantee on it. And I put that in the thing and there'll be 200 fucking different opinions mm-hmm. from people on how to handle that situation and half of them will be stories of how they've fucked it up or what they did their special situation that they did and the and the other half of them will be completely irrelevant like why would you want to sign a five you know just just Mm -hmm. absurd Mm -hmm. stuff like you you and you and you got to filter through all that crap and by the time you get done reading it you're all pissed off and you didn't get any advice fuck it i'm not doing it i'm (laughs) out i'm out it really is that bad in those groups and so if there if there's a way to connect people that you know that can have a one on one I think one on one conversations are more pr- appropriate for that kind of stuff and again it's I, like I think, like we said with the, the message board like that was the old days yes. of how, I mean like that's that's how you got a ver- this thing started right, oh, right. like they did through it, the message board remember the message so a version of the message board it, it's I mean like that the message board takes place what 15 20 years ago when it yeah. was like really prevalent and people were using it frequently yes. to talk um but We've got technology. We could maybe yeah. clean it up and funnel it better. Funnel it better, yeah. Filter it down. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, Savon, uh, my conversation with Savon was great. This guy's doing a tremendous amount of good for the for the CrossFit affiliate community as well as the 
L1 certification program. He's telling amazing stories. Savan is, um, he's, uh, his, his, his approach is very courageous because he takes on, he's not afraid to take on CrossFit challenge, CrossFit mm -hmm. challenge, conventional wisdoms, but he also like he is the biggest promoter yes. of the L1 and affiliates. Yes. He always has been. Yeah. He's always, he can be been. crude and crass and that off, that's very off putting to some people, yeah. but he's never, um, rude about it. He's yeah. never, he's never it's rude. disrespectful. That's right. Well he's, said. He's, he's respectful right. even when he's talking shit. That's like, right. That's right. He, he'll, he'll break it down as far as like why he's saying it yeah, this and he, way. And he's very, he, he's very funny, but he also manages to elicit some, um, a, amazing, you know, in-depth unfiltered responses from people that you would uh, other people mm. wouldn't get and so that 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 makes him kind of really popular within the crossfit community um I, what's cool is i connected him with two people he set the podcast up while i was there one was matt Schendeldecker, who mm. we talked about last week doing yeah. his justice uh, juvenile justice program yeah. or juvenile probation program recovery program so he's going to go on and tell his awesome. story do you know when um next week sometime no okay, i don't, I don't cool. have a fixed date yet yeah. but it'll be next week and then the other one he's putting on is the kid I talked to, Cody uh, Bradford, who's who's owns an affiliate uh, in North oh, Carolina, yeah, yeah, yeah. who bought it when he was twenty five. So I was like, "That's a cool story. I want to have him on." So he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna, he's going to have him on. That's cool. Yeah, he's and Cody's the reason why I talked to Don Fall about that bringing affiliate yeah. owners that want to buy affiliates because he took over a shit affiliate. Yeah, literally was a was a. Was it that in and of itself was On a dumpster its fire? Yeah, and he and his wife turned it around and have a Good awesome business. So That's awesome. So, but anyway, so he's going to have him on. But but Savan is, uh, and he's so passionate. And he's, if CrossFit came to him and said, "Hey, um, we'd like you to be our media director and run all content," I I I he says he wouldn't take, but I think he, I think he would. I think he would too, under certain circumstances. Under certain I'm circumstances. sure he'll probably have some. Um, yeah, Some and but but I don't know that CrossFit would do it. Cross, he's you know, look, he's you know, for from a human resources perspective, he walks the line. <laughs> Could um, be slippery slope. Yeah. Like I said, he doesn't he doesn't offend, but he has some strong opinions, and he doesn't he doesn't like holding back. Um, we got Grace coming up on yep. Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, the uh, thirty clean jerks for time. We've done a lot of prep work going into it, so I'm kind of excited. It should be fun. Anything you want to say to people about grace before they don't forget to breathe. Don't forget. <laughs> um, what they, I mean, like we, we talked about this last week too, is like, you know, going through rehearsing the patterns, right. rehearsing the range of motion. Um, you know, as we go into it this weekend, um, it's going to be important that you continue to reinforce those positions. But at the same time, now that we're getting closer to it, start thinking about, um, any added mobility, if there's any restrictions, whether it's the front rack, if it's overhead, receiving positions, those are all the things that you kind of want to touch up on and just kind of make sure that all those positions are available. Yeah, I think the so in the, in the master's class on Sunday, one of the mm -hmm. things we worked on was the, you know, I told them to focus on in that EMOM yeah. we did, the row cleaner jerk, clean jerk. Yeah, clean, clean jerk EMOM was the shouldered overhead position. I, I told them, I go, stop if you push press, stop yes. if you are pressing out like mm -hmm. end your reps there go take the break and then start the next one correctly yeah because it's that it's it's when you and i do it too it, 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 you don't but a lot of people do we all did it at one point right is right. where you you end up push pressing to a press or you you know you kind of you jerk try it, to jerk and, and it turns out. into a jerk press right and it's in yeah. that movement in and of itself is exhausting yeah. You're added so much extra. I mean, like just the built up time under tension. Right. Right. And having to press out like grace should be a leg and hip driven thing. Your arms are there as an accessory. Right. 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 Like well one said. thing I was thinking about is, um, you know, when you watch somebody clean and they pull and they have that early elbow bend. Right. Yes. Um, I always try to imagine there's two points of contact that you want to really focus on is your grip on the bar. You want to hold on to that hook grip and uh your shoulders you don't have arms you're not pulling anything you're you're jumping the bar to your shoulders you're receiving it and then you're jumping into like a stilt position mm -hmm. right so there's no pressing there's no pulling if we can if you can practice and refine that and get more comfortable with that energy wise you're going to be saving some energy and you're going to be able to go faster because you won't be taxing out as quickly 
are you all right with uh so i talked to him about and a lot of people said they're going to be doing fast singles yeah which is great but absolutely um some asked about split jerk yeah i mean split jerk's fine it's right. it's one thing it's just it, it's not a faster pattern right, right? it's going to be a slower pattern because you're you're taking multiple steps to recover right. underneath the barbell um but i mean ultimately the push jerk would be ideal right and if you are split jerking it and you're going singles just get into a good methodical groove and just right. hold on to a pace maybe a, maybe a shorter split mm-hmm. but a, a split jerk is still far better in a push press <laughs> or a sh- or a shitty jerk <laughs> Once in, again, into a strict press you're catching it you're not pressing it <laughs> right it's it's really and i think if if you get moving too fast you get excited and you start moving too fast and you start push pressing it like take a second drop it clear your head take a second go back to that better movement pad i think that'll pay off and and typically what happens what's happening when you start out too fast and push press like Rule of thumb. What's the first thing that you think is happening? Time. It's got to be. T- oh, breathe. Oh, yeah. You're not breathing. You're just. <laughs> it's, it's it's one of those things like teaching oh, yeah. somebody how to do double unders or pull ups. Yeah, you're right. Right. A, a lot of times we'll we'll see people and athletes just jump up on the bar or grab the rope and they'll they'll start ripping out reps because they've got adrenaline. They're fresh. Yeah. And then once that heart rate builds up and they realize they have to breathe, not only are you trying to play catch up on that, but you're also now changing what's happening in your your diaphragm and your core, right? Because yeah. like you're expanding and contracting so you want to time that all properly the um yeah so grace this saturday those are the things to think about um two 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 last things i wanted to talk about we're already way over our time guesstimate but one of them was the two awesome pieces of news and i shared it with the community one of them was christy ramo mm-hmm. Um, who has six CrossFit Games appearances, seven if you include the year she went on team with Invictus. Um, but she was at the Games this year. She qualified for the Games this year, arguably one of the hardest years to qualify for the Games. She mm-hmm. qualified. And then she, after the Games, eight weeks later, she competed. She did a marathon. Now, right. she's in, she's comes from an endurance background, but she had not been training for a marathon, so she was training for the CrossFit games. And that's a very, that's a very different training mm-hmm. pattern. Different um, energy systems. Yeah. And she, and actually I put in the, my emails, a 308 at marathon, but it turns out it was 304. Oh, wow. So she had a 304 marathon, which is a seven minute mile pace, literally almost seven minutes on the nose, almost a, uh, in some of her miles, she said we're like 655, 656. And then she oh, had wow. said a couple 702s, but eight weeks, she took eight weeks only to prepare for it. Her husband ran a half marathon and he was actually, he said, you know, her marathon pace was faster than his half marathon pace. He's great. He's in her beat. And I put a link in my email and you can find her on YouTube. Just Google Chris, Christy Aramo with a K and, and find her video log on. It's really good. Mm -hmm. But I loved what she said at the end of it. She goes, or in the middle of it, she goes, I guess CrossFit works. That whole (laughs) evidence-based proven aspect of what we do here in the gym it's weird. I think, um, should, should you only do CrossFit to train for a marathon? No, no. you're going to have a miserable marathon experience, but you could do CrossFit and then add the mileage and you want to build, mm-hmm. you want to, you want to, you want to, your, your feet still have to adjust. Your knees still have to adjust. Your hips still have still to adjust to the volume. The, that's exactly where I was going with yeah. that. And I think something to just kind of consider too, is, you know, she's, a, she's an incredible athlete. And the fact that she had some bit of a, an endurance background, so yes. she already had some sure. data, right? As far as yeah. like she's had PRs, she knows what her time is. Um, and the fact that she's also coming off of the games. I mean, eight weeks out is, I think that's maybe a good time to kind of start increasing just general volume. But at the same time, her overall volume at the before that eight weeks was oh, really yeah. high. Oh, okay. You know, it's not right. like she just came off of like a, a weekend event. She was coming off of the games. Yeah, that, that's the good. That's, <laughs> Which I, that's, that's, that's the most stuff. relevant point, yeah, right? They had right? some so, big stuff. So, so a, a, a three-hour workout was yeah. like that's not like she did three hours of work cumulatively. Oh yeah. In, in I mean, think of think of like the, the run right yeah. with uh, the capital. Oh yeah. Right, like yeah, the, yeah. the volume. Like yeah. that's that's a lot of volume, but and being able to maintain her intensity of that mile pace that's something that i'm sure she was working on throughout that eight week period yeah 
very cool to see watch that video it's just it, it but you i think something our members could do you know you're doing mm -hmm. crossfit you're pretty comfortable doing crossfit you're coming here four maybe five times a week your friend asks you to go do a 5k you can go do a 5k yeah <laughs> you 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 do 5k of, yeah <laughs> right you're you're going to be able to do a 5k pretty comfortably without any training yeah 10k you might want to do some spend some time get the right shoes get the right shoes yeah, yeah. Cause i think that's a big thing too is like right. for somebody that doesn't have any experience shoes matter <laughs> yeah they do yeah so that's cool and then the last one is um and it's it's a savant podcast and i mm -hmm. shared it but it's a uh, crossfit games did a post on it as well and their post is is just amazing as well um with uh, kim decurel which is she's a crossfit games adaptive athlete she's out of san jose mm -hmm. i didn't even realize that until i and listened to the podcast. she's she's um completely blind 100 no she doesn't have any vision mm -hmm. um and that happened at age 26 okay 26 when she went completely blind yeah she's her blindness began um at age eight and then by age 12 i think she was she was legally blind but she could still partially see yeah. um and now she's an avid crossfitter and her, this podcast you got to listen to this podcast it'll probably make you tear up yeah she is an amazingly positive person mm -hmm. has just an incredible perspective um and but to watch her like the crossfit games instagram posted it you know of her working out and her husband guiding her to the bar doing pull-ups her the best one the was, burpees well yeah the burpee box jumps yeah holy shit she's moving yes and i i listened to her perspective on it in the and she talks about in Savon's podcast and she goes look if you if if i walk into the gym you put a box in front of me i'm going to trip over and get hurt yeah I won't have seen it and it'll scare me. But if you put a box in front of me and tell me there's a box in front of me, let me touch it. And then the best way she goes, and you tell me what color it is. And it doesn't, she goes, you can tell me any color. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. She goes, you can tell me, she goes, if you tell me it's a green box in front of me, my, she goes, I will vividly picture that box in front of me, a green box in front of me. And I'm going to jump on it. Mm -hmm. She goes, and it's just like, she goes, it's not that big a deal. It, mm -hmm. She's so humble. Um, but listening to her, like she has, kids she's family life and and she, she lives a very normal life mm -hmm. um and if anybody thinks that they have problems or issues in their life man and you gotta listen to that because it gives yeah. you some perspective it really gives you some perspective yeah. she's a badass crossfitter but mm -hmm. she said crossfit has been awesome for her because it kind of opened up a new world new community well, it, super supportive the, the supportive aspect but also the encouraging aspect yes right like yeah. you know from what she was saying is everybody's like oh you're, you know you can't do that why are you here you, you've got kids how are you going to take care of them like all these things that are like all these crazy roadblocks it's like why would why the fuck would you put those kind of thoughts in somebody and say like hey why don't you try all right <laughs> like hey do you need help do you need a resource like is there something that we can do to progress to get you to that point where you're comfortable with it and the fact that it took her to go to a CrossFit gym to have somebody tell her, Hey, I don't fucking care what your issue is. We're going to get you to do it if you want to. Right. Do it. Yeah. Like that's, that is the CrossFit community in a nutshell, that is a which is what's so amazing about this stuff. Yeah. She talks about as, as a child, like no one trained her how to be blind. Yeah. And they knew she knew she was going to be blind, but no one yeah. trained her like what to expect, what to, you know, here's the things you can do. She's like she had to learn it all on her own. It's yeah. a really fascinating story. Yeah. It's a really good one. Super motivating. And I highly encourage everyone to listen to it. It'll give you hope and and it'll also make you feel like anything you do, not worth complaining about. Yeah. Because this woman's overcome it brilliantly. Um anything else? No. Oh uh, well actually, uh yeah, sure. We've we're uh, speaking of competitions. Oh yeah, we should be yeah, we are we are uh we're gonna be hosting a teen trials here at Dece uh, Diablo CrossFit and December third um and we've we're gonna have basically all the youngsters getting after it yeah so we've there's i don't think i don't know that there's been any teen competitions in the bay area i can't recall one I no you gotta a, fly out of state to yeah, do you gotta it. fly out of state to do it and or teens like our teens will go to comps yeah. and do it as scaled or yep. they'll participate in the well amazingly participate in the rx division mm -hmm. and our team program is growing pretty rapidly here mm -hmm. at diablo we got an amazing coach um coach Corey. Uh, who runs that and he just does a great job and he wanted he's the one that brought it to us yep. to host a teen competition and it's and we're excited it's going to be december 3rd mm -hmm. 
and uh, the registration will be live or the registration it is, is live is live on competition corner competition corner but i'll put it on our website and i'll put it in our social media mm-hmm. today so everybody will see it we'll add a link into this uh what, did, what are the age groups on it jamie so what we're doing is we've got essentially five different categories and what we're doing is we're going to follow the open categories as far as like what is the season right so we're going to be competing with the male and females in both age groups of um, 14 to 15 male and female, two categories. And then we're going to go uh, 16 and 17, male and female. And then we've got a preteen. So in the open, the teens start at 14. So what we're doing is we're calling it a preteen competition where we're going to have male and females competing together just to get some of that exposure, get some experience. Um, You know, I know a lot of our our, uh, teen group is, you know, not quite 14 yet. Right. So we wanted to kind of make it inclusive for everybody to be able to come out and throw down. Um, But at the same time, because it is a smaller uh, or a younger age group, what we're doing is we're comparing, we're not comparing, we're going to put them together to compete against each other. Um, but we're going to be working with um, a uh, equation, what are we, like a, a, a way ratio. to kind of, a ratio to, to break, to balance it out. So that way, like, as far as like the scaling is going to be consistent. Right. Um, when we do get into the barbell lift aspect, there's going right. to be an equation so we can figure out what is, you know, comparable to each other. Right. So it'll be, it'll be a fun. So Diablo has, we have a, Jamie in particular has a tremendous amount of experience running competitions and, and building these events. It'll be, it'll be fun. Um, It'll be manageable for these athletes. So we won't be overwhelmed, Mm -hmm. Um, but they will be challenged. Yeah. And if you're a parent, it's going to be awesome to watch your kid compete. Super fun. Yeah. And on, on this note, we, we talked a little bit about the competitions and like, if you're planning a running competition, and this one specifically too, um, you know, if you are running a competition, don't feel like you have to do something crazy and oddball to stand out, run a good competition, but at the same time, don't destroy the athletes, <laughs> right? Like yeah. don't give them a hundred something pull-ups where their hands are going to be shredded or thousand wall balls where they can't walk for two weeks. Yeah. I, my goal is you can still compete and throw down and push the intensity, even if it's a shorter or faster or not as much volume. So then that way they are not wrecked the next day and they can get back to their gyms. Right. Yeah. We don't, we don't, I mean, as we want our attendance up, we want our yeah. clients in here. So if right. somebody's wrecked and can't come back to the gym for a week or plus, they're missing out on what else we're doing here in the community. Absolutely. So teen trials, December 3rd yeah. at Diablo. And we're, so we're dipping our toe in the water. Of coming comp- back. We're coming back. Comp- we're not dipping our toe. We're, we're, we're easing back. We're maybe like ankle knee deep here. <laughs> we also have a little bit of PTSD from running comps. <laughs> There's a reason why we kind of backed off. Yeah. We have 1.4 comps a year. Holy oh, crap. Anyway. Just running our own. Not- yeah. All right. Awesome. Uh, yeah. yeah. Thanks, dude. Um, great conversation. Hope we didn't run too long. If anybody's listening, still listening. Thanks for joining yeah. us. Yeah. Until Cheers. next time.